college football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old college football. Week 9 is what we'll start with, the recap. Pretty damn fun week, you know, Kansas shocks Oklahoma, Zona upsets Oregon State, uh, USC and Cal was crazy, um, you know, we had a variety of stuff, Penn State survived, um, a variety of, a variety of good games, interesting upsets, even Northwestern over Maryland, if you look at it, was, was a pretty big upset, there, there's definitely... A lot to talk about whether, you know, folks look good like Oregon and, and, and Georgia. Or, like I said, some struggles out there as well. And then, of course, we'll look to Week 10, the marquee matchups, uh, the potential upsets, the uh, betting line banters against the spread. Obviously, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Mizzou, Texas, K-State, USC, Washington. And really, the list goes on. They're, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State just got interesting, even more interesting than we thought a couple weeks ago. Because Oklahoma State's got their shit together, and Oklahoma does not want to lose back-to-back games. So we'll definitely discuss it all here on the College Ball Show. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk. And rope dope and download the show directly there. You can find this college ball show under rope dope radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcasts, PodBay. You can download the podcast app. Just Google it, rope dope radio college ball show, and you'll find it out there on a plethora of uh, platforms. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingshoot.com and Sports News 24. One more thing direct TV stream. The MLB postseason is here, and it's not going to be here that much longer, okay? So sign up and catch every game live on DirecTV Stream. There's no satellite dish. There's no cable box required. For a limited time, save that $30 when you sign up today. Choose the DirecTV Stream package. That's right for you. Uh, the packages start as low as $64.99. Okay, so. I mean, obviously, we got to lead with the upsets and almost and all sorts of stuff because we had a lot of it. I mean, I, I failed to mention Washington just gets by once again versus Stanford. Could that come up and bite them? We'll see. So Kansas upsets Oklahoma. Fun, fun game to watch, no doubt about it. I mean, I actually saw a chunk of it live. And went back and rewatched like the second half just to get, you know, because I was in and out of the game. So just to get a good look, you know, at what had happened. Kansas gets up early 14 to 0. No problem. Oklahoma comes back and actually takes the lead. It was a back and forth game down the stretch. Um, missed field goals, interceptions, intercept. Like Kansas damn near lost this game if you look at their you know what they were doing down the stretch of this game like I said missed field goal interception interception but they had a touchdown drive when it counted got it done and were able to hold off that last well it was under a minute I think it was like 50 something 40 seconds something like that where they were able to hold off 38 to 33 
They got the job done, and the Sooners go down swinging. I mean, they had 269 yards rushing, only threw the ball 19 times. Definitely more of a spread attack on the other side because Devin Neal and Bean put up yards. Devin Neal uh, had 25 of, of, uh, for 112, 225 total, but like I said, they also put up some passing yards. Now, you know, the INTs didn't help, but big, big win. And, and you know, for Kansas, and we've seen this team, you know, progress a lot. Uh, Marshall, a whole lot, and it, like they started out. What were they? Were they six and zero last year, and then it all kind of unraveled? Did it hit six and zero? I think it was uh, something like that. Five and zero, six and zero, and and here they are, not with their number one quarterback, who doesn't seem like it's coming back. They got a guy who played last year, played pretty good. Now he's really playing fairly good. Obviously, those picks stand out. But here they are, six and two, and they had a weather delay. I mean, big big win for the Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawks, my friend. Yeah, the first time they've won in Norman in their last nineteen tries. So I mean, I'm guessing with every other year schedule type thing, it's probably been close to like thirty five years or something like that. I don't know, it's been a minute. So or thirty eight years, I guess, in theory from numbers. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a big win. And that really does kind of open the door again for the Big 12 title game. I mean, about a month ago, you thought, okay, like OU and Texas, they battled really hard, but those were the top two teams. Because at that point, we have we actually talked about it on the podcast, was so you have the top two teams and the other rest of the Big 12 is kind of a hot mess, like beating each other up. But in the last month since we had that chat, the Oklahoma State Cowboys have been trending up. Uh, Kansas is now a game back of OU and would have the tiebreaker on OU. Um, you know, Texas almost had a, a big slip up against Houston. So for for a while, Chris, it seems like okay, Oklahoma Texas rematch. Let everyone else kind of like do their part, but it's just kind of they're kind of like okay, let's have a fun battle for third place. Now that that second place is starting to get a little heated, and a lot of people say right now K State's one of the hottest teams in the country. Like just they're they're trending up. So uh, if you just said after after the Oklahoma UT incredible rivalry game, like hey dude, this this thing ain't over yet, I'd have been like all oh, bullshit. But all of a sudden, this upset, hell in Oklahoma, they could have lost easily last week to UCF. This gets yeah. a whole lot more interesting, my friend. A whole lot more interesting. And all those teams who've been kind of taking turns beating each other up. Okay, well, which team is trending in the right direction now? That points to Kansas. That points to. Uh, K State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I was, I know. So, the this the chaos is still there, which is beautiful. But now the chaos is also involving who's going to be playing in my backyard of uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium uh, to see who's playing for the Big Twelve title. So, if you're OU or UT, you can't afford to slip up. A, if you want to have any chance at the Final Four, you got to run the table. And B, y- you might not have a guaranteed spot in, like, in the uh, Big 12 title game, like we originally thought uh, about, like I said, about three weeks ago, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you know, we usually do this for our college uh, basketball, you know, show, but looking at the Big, 10, Big 12 standings, Oklahoma 4-1, and one, Iowa State 4-1, and one, Oklahoma State 4-1, and one, Texas 4-1, and, 
and K-State four and one and sneaking right in there. West Virginia and KU three and two. So that's about as wide open to your point <laughs> as it could get. I mean, to have that many, to have five four and one teams, and we're about to be November. I mean, this is I know. a hell of a race, and you know, even if it kind of looks like that uh, in the coming years. The Big 12 is going to be plenty healthy, whether it's producing a, a title contender or just a fun-ass, you know, conference to watch. I mean, that was a, a big, big, big win. Uh, speaking of a big win in, in improving, right, not quite like those other teams, but Arizona. I mean, they're 5-3 and three now. You know, they were always in tight-ass games. Um, even the coach, I remember hearing someone on, I think it was the Big 3, saying, at some point, you guys got to start shrinking these uh, these spreads because every day, you know, you keep saying we're going to lose by 20, and then it's a tight game or we end up getting it done. Um, really close game the whole time. I mean, it was 10-10. Arizona got the little slight lead at, I think it was 13-10. And I, I was impressed, man. They, 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 you know, under the new coach, they've been, you know, They've been going places, and you can see the improvement, but to get a nice win in Oregon State, they needed to prove they could win on the road. They still got plenty of rushing yards, but, it, you know, it, they weren't able to – they only ran the ball 29 times. They usually run it a little bit more. Uh, it was effective, but, you know, considering they didn't turn the ball over, um, it seemed like a game that was theirs to win. But credit to Arizona, man. They, they they pulled off the upset. And, you know, as the odds, what was it, three and a half or something like that? wasn't even a major upset. So, I mean, that was a big, big win. And, and the Beavers got to go back to the drawing board when it comes to road uh, performance. It, it It's hard to win in college football, brother. It really is. Because if you, again, let's rewind a month again for fun. That might be my theme of the show. Um, Oregon State was hot and Washington State was hot. Like, both those teams were ranked highly and having good years. But all it takes is a couple of slip-ups, and all of a sudden that win-loss record in conference starts to dip a little bit. Washington State, smoking hot, at home. Cool. Life's easy. Go on the road, they've been in a, a downfall. Oregon State, again, start off pretty hot. Go on the road. It's just winning conference games on the road it is pretty much tough for almost any team in the country, okay? And even even for Bama, like, there, there's really no easy path to winning college games on the road. I will say, though, if you have a good defense or an elite defense, that can help solve problems. I do still remember watching the Oregon State-UCLA game, how many missed tackles Oregon State had. I mean, I and, and for it to jump out to me, Chris, it, it truly was something because, like, that's not something I normally, like, make a note of to stay on the show. But their tackling was horrendous. So to see the fact that uh, Arizona State – or, excuse me, Arizona Wildcats threw for uh, 275 yards, like, hey, if you can't tackle a dude, like, that's an issue. So I, I just – I'm not surprised that this – they're getting in some battles because, again, you got to be able to tackle people. Like, I, that, there are so many extra yards gained, extra first downs gained. I know there's an actual analytical stat for it that ranks teams tackling, and they've been near the lower half of that stat. But it just – like, for a, a conference in the Pac-12 this year that's so evenly mixed, 
when your defense is one that struggles to tackle, you know, it might sound kind of like, oh, dude, you're spinning this that out. Yeah, but if, if you can't tackle, Chris, there's, there's so many, I think, plays that get longer yards or plays open up that shouldn't. And I really don't know how you solve the problem other than maybe putting in different people. But, hey, hats off to Arizona. Um, to switch it here quick, them and Arizona State were, like, bottom of the barrel seen as dead this year at the start of the season, and both have persevered, and both are having pretty nice seasons now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, Georgia dominated Florida. We were wondering how they were going to play on the road against a team that could run as a good front seven without their guy at tight end, and, and they looked damn good. Uh, Oregon, we, we figured they'd win, but, man, that they covered that point spread. That's for sure. 35-6, to six, very dominant win. Um Texas didn't get much, you know, competition from BYU. They obviously will see how their quarterback comes along while they're waiting for their guy to come back, yours. But so they, they, you know, they did what they had to do. Ole Miss did what they had to do. Same with Notre Dame. You know, Michigan is on a bye week. They were recruiting and, and scouting, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Louisville, you know, this was kind of a surprise to me to skunk to 23-0. They got up real quick, like 16 to zip or something, and they really just handled business. That was a pretty good performance. Um, but, you know, Washington now back-to-back weeks has been, you know, somewhat scraping by. Um, they, they've been, you know, in, in really tight games, uh, competitive games. They haven't looked – as sharp, um, they you know they they just haven't they haven't looked as good and sometimes that happens when you have that that peak performance. The run game probably could you know improve some. Um, they didn't do a great job stopping the run, but you know they they pretty much contained the offense running, but not passing. You know that 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 Daniels that quarterback yeah, he had 81 yards rushing, but you know, I mean, he went for 367, threw the ball 48 times. Um, I mean, the receiving core, you know, they almost had two 100-yard uh, catchers. I mean, one of them had 10 for 95, the other had 9 for 146. So, in Stafford, they're scheduled – or they're, they're scheduled. They're, 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 they don't look – it doesn't look like a good team in the last couple of years. But they are better, especially offensively, than the 2 and 6 would lead. But – is Washington State now starting to play at levels when they kind of did? They, my point is, did they already kind of peak? We see that with teams once in a while. They geared up for this big game, and, and did they peak now? And we're not seeing the same type of you know team because Oregon's looking like they're ready for a rematch right now. <clears throat> yeah, and Washington's probably thankful that's not happening for a while now. With that said, you did have that huge emotional win. You had game day at your place, um, and they beat Oregon. The last two weeks it has been a little dicey. But in fairness, there's really been no team in the country that has been on a rampage this year like we've had in years past. Um, Alabama's had, like, a lot of really, like, single-digit point wins. Uh, Yeah, Michigan, but they haven't played anybody. Yeah, Michigan. Ha- you're right. Michigan has had the best margin of victory out of a top tier team, but their strength of schedule has been worse than Bama's and Washington's for sure. 
<clears throat> um, so yeah, maybe people are figuring out panics a little bit. Maybe like they're just kind of going through the motions, but, uh, coming up, they go to USC who's actually, I can't, I don't want to talk about them, but I think they will find a way to win. Oh, we're gonna, I know. And then they host Utah who again, without a quarterback, you didn't get a win in, in UW city. And then you got Oregon state, Washington state. So they do have four competitive games. Um, I do think with, with the Pac-12, I've just, it, it's not, it, 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 there is a bias because they will not get the same love if an SEC or a Big Ten team is competing for a Final Four spot, plain and simple. Washington pretty much, I would say, has to run the table in the regular season to have a chance for a Final Four spot, just because that's how politics and college football work, whether they're fair or not, more likely. So could they do it, though? Absolutely, yeah. Now, you are you make a good point, Chris. Their, their offense has been late, and they're not quite the physical S team that Oregon is, but you're still winning, and there's still, there's still a zero in your win-loss category, which is all you got to know. So um, I do think they maybe took their foot off the gas, but now you get to answer it again. You get to travel to USC. You get to demolish team whose secondary is an absolute obliteration of a joke of a football team. But yeah, so I do think that they're. I think they're still fine. And you have a guy who could be winning the Heisman, um, calling your play calls. So I would, I would still throw some uh, pennies in the jar that are still going to be there when it matters near the end of the year. Question for you: What is the team in the last chunk of years that got screwed out of being in the fourth spot, or deserved to be in the fourth spot even, um, from the Pac-12? I'm not saying there's been one of of because I keep I, hearing this example, but I, I'm not seeing it. Oh I'm well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying if it, if it comes down to a discussion between like Washington, Alabama, and like Michigan slash Ohio State, I just feel that and the voters are gonna loss or yeah no losses? if they if they all had one loss. I feel that the that the college football media is going to – well, not me. The people who choose it – Committee. But committee. Yeah, the committee would put in a Bama or Ohio State or a Michigan over a team like Washington. I just think that's kind of how – now, I, I don't have no examples, but I just I – would, I would perceive that's how it would occur. I hope it doesn't. You know, in, in well, theory, every have a like, chance. But. You're talking about – okay, so Georgia – let's just say Michigan and Georgia went out. Sure. Say, right? Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So we can, cause we, when we say one loss, one loss, that's a lot of one losses, you know, like, well, hold on. Are we going to, like, how many one losses are we really going to have? And I still think we got to get there because this, I just haven't seen a, a, like, you can say TCU got screwed a handful of years ago before you can start naming Pac 12 teams. And you can oh, say true. Central Florida and Cincinnati got, screwed before you start naming a Pac-12 team. I, I just I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I haven't seen it in real life in a while. And then if we go too far back, then you had the press giving USC the national championship when they didn't even play in the national championship. So what, what's that say? Isn't well, that let, the other way? Well, let me just ask you this. just to, um, As of right now, so far in this year, would you say that Washington has been just as good of a football team as so as uh, has been a uh, Bama and Ohio State? Yeah, well, so, like on a yeah, level yeah, field, I have. Right? Now, Ohio State has yeah. the best two wins, I'd say. 
personally. Uh, I think you, they have you, the best win. I think they have the best one win in the country. You could make an argument for uh, um, Washington with the Oregon. Yeah. Now, who's okay. their best? Who's Oregon's best win? Uh, I mean, if we're being fair yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose Oregon's best win would be the – I don't even know. I mean, can you say the demolishing of Utah? Like I, Right, okay. Mm, okay, yeah. That's, that's fair. That is fair. So, yeah. But I just – Do you think Washington it, I, wouldn't get in if they were if they were undefeated? You, you'd think they'd get in if they're undefeated, right? I, I think I think they have to run the table, yes. I do because I, I just so think if, if it's you only had, one yeah. team – if it's only one team that is undefeated and the rest are one loss, um, then they'd have to run it. I, like if, I, I because okay, yeah. let's say let's say Texas goes one loss. Oh yeah, and right? yeah, Texas know you too. Yeah, we have we have to we got to see where we're all at in this. Sure, stuff. because we can't just throw out stuff. If a Bama this well. Are they going to be one loss? I mean, so does that mean they beat Georgia then if they're a one loss? More than likely, that you're yeah. That so then if you beat Georgia, yeah. you, you, that would be you know that'd be a pretty good win, you know. True. So I, I think we've. I hear that. I'm not trying to pick on you, but I hear that a lot. But I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen them get screwed in the rankings for a long time. I mean, where's that team that True. goes? I I just don't I just I only I only say it now because in in the last four to five years a Pac-12 team hasn't really been worth mentioning for this, but now we do have kind of have Washington, some fun. Washington, I think, was 2016 is the last time they got someone in. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So at least now there's a team to consider. I would just uh, we could have a very interesting uh, committee with uh, with with how it's looking as of now. This could be a very fun couple of weeks of um who who is who's the three four five and six spot that could be a lot of fun with how it's playing out so far and next week we will be able to talk about that because tomorrow is the first official ranking system i think people do beautiful yeah i think people get lost in that sometimes like you keep saying this ranking but we've seen teams you know that come out 14th and they're seventh in the polls and you're like well the committee got that part right because they haven't beat anybody or whatever. So we'll, we'll see. True. We'll definitely see how that goes. I'm just asking questions because I keep hearing that, but I haven't seen it in real life. And the That's further fair. you go back, the closer you are to USC not having beat the national in a national title game, but yet getting voted in from that same press, we say that's going to knock them down. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of, USC UCLA. I mean, just looking at the just looking at the possessions. I mean, it's just a scam. Just got to scan down, scan down. I mean, the the amount of freaking possessions in this damn game, dude. I mean, this shit was just crazy game. Um, just fun as hell. Just back and forth. Um, you know, I was at work. Um, wait. This this wasn't was this on the Pac-12? 
Yes. Oh, uh, that's right. I was at work with my phone open, just watching it, going, "Holy, sh- oh my, oh geez," you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, but in the end, you know, we had fumbles, turnover on downs, interceptions. But in the end, USC outlasted them fifty to forty-nine. Man, crazy, crazy game. I'm pretty sure it went over. I haven't checked the stat, but I'm pretty sure it went over. Am I right on that one, sir? Have you seen what the over-under is for USC and Washington this weekend? Is it 77.5 or something like that? I, I saw it open at 78, yes. That's fucking nuts. I've never seen this spread that high. Um, And also this week we have now again the new future lower, the lowest under of all time. Again in the Big Ten, but we'll get to that later in the show. I just, it's fucking insane. Anyways, um... I'm happy USC won. I have been a fan, but I, I'm really like I'm. I guess I'm disappointed just because it's like how many. What is it going to take to just try to establish a defense? Like you got your ass whooped two games in a row. Now Cal dropped forty nine on you. They decide to go for two. I respect it. Hey, Cal's three and four on the year to win the goal yeah. for it. They they. they uh, I'm happy we missed it. Because I definitely think USC loses this weekend to Washington. Like you ha- you're wasting a Heisman quarterback potential quarterback who, and you still have yet to establish any what of a defense. Like at least Oklahoma, like in Venables, I know he's a defensive guy. Like at least they're trending the right way because Oklahoma has been a team who's had chances to win a title, and I think they're heading in the right way. What has Lincoln Riley done since he's been to USC? that shows you he has any chance of becoming, like, a legit team. I think when they made that hire, that hire was made to contend for a national title. Whether it happens or not, that was the reason for the hiring. And last year, when it came down to big games, your defense was an absolute train wreck. And this year, again, defense, absolute train wreck. It's like unless Caleb Williams drops 45 points in a game and your defense doesn't give up 48, like, I guess I just don't know what Lincoln Riley is doing that is worthy of him getting the paycheck he gets because next year you don't have Caleb Williams and you're going to be having the same type of team. I, I guess, I don't know, I'm just bitching about USC, but, dude, at, at a, you, you were in Oklahoma, had elite offenses, couldn't win a fucking title because he had no defense. Again, USC, have I would say a, a pretty good offense, no chance of winning any big answer because we have no defense. It's like, what part of that script don't you want to change as a head coach? But I don't know, maybe he just doesn't want to. So I will say, Chris, the coolest part of this game was somehow the refs completely butchered the end of the first half to where there was one second left on the clock. But by the time they realized it, like the band was already on the field. So they <laughs> come out. <laughs> they come out. No, this is the best part. They come out to the second half. And, of course, Cal's coach Wilcox is just living, fume, fuming. And they had to play one second. Yep. Uh, so they had to. Okay. They had to play one <laughs> second. So USC comes out for a field goal, and, and and this may be the most brilliant timeout of college football history. Cal's coach Wilcox freezes the USC kicker. Uh, at the beginning of the second half, at, which was certainly the second quarter. Still, yeah, he freezes them. That's the hilarious. Du- the I'm, dude missed I'm, the fucking field goal. He, he missed did? it. Oh my! He God. iced him. I did not, I'm so glad you told that story because I did not know that. Yeah, so he he iced, him, he iced him. He iced him out. Hey, it worked, dude. Now we're gonna ice kickers for the next ten years. Because you of that. might as well use your time. That's that's <laughs> kind of like a middle finger to the rest, dude. B- 
screw yeah, on my yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the, the timeouts, <laughs> you, you, you ain't going to hold on to them. Yeah, so they, you got him. You can't take a look <laughs> I know. That's for, for, great, dude. So, yeah, and then they had the kickoff. So that was easily one of the most comical parts of this. So I wanted to share that with you. I'm happy I had let you know. Man, I am glad you said that because I that was on the Pac-12 network, so I didn't fucking of, of know. Of course, that. yes. Um, <clears throat> and you know, now the last couple of years since ESPN has been gutting their staff, um, the ESPN website trying to keep up with it's just garbage, dude. It'll put you in the first quarter, then the fourth quarter, and then back to the first quarter. It like if you just look at college sports, you'll still you'll be at high noon, being like, dude, that game's over. What? It's eight o'clock yeah. at night. You refresh it, it's back to normal. It's just, oh man. So I I, I probably thought, I probably noticed that, but didn't thinking it was just a you know nothing. You know, sure. just refresh. You know, that's hilarious, dude. That's great. That is phenomenal. All right, so. Um, Ohio State beat the Badgers, kind of the way you, well, you used to have to with the Badgers. It wasn't pretty. You just kind of grinded it out. The um, the temperature dropped in the north real quick on uh, by Friday. Thursday, I was a little south of the cities here, and it was 70 degrees and, on Thursday. And... It started raining. It was like the wind picked up. A bunch of fog came in. And by the next day, it was like 38 degrees. I mean, and that's a high of 38. You know what I mean? It it, it turned quick. So they, they grinded out that win. Um, Penn State survived Indiana. Um, Louisville, like I mentioned, skunked in. That, that kind of that threw me off. NC State, remember we said, are we sure – are we positive a ten and a half points for Clemson is possible? Well, it wasn't. Possible. <laughs> NC State beat them, and they're, you know, they're they're going down. I got to give some credit to Boise State. They beat down Wyoming right off the bat. Didn't even give them a shot to to see life. And my uh, Gophers got the job done. Uh, you know, a rough start with two turnovers right away to Michigan State, but the defense stood up. It was only six zero. Uh, six to zero, and they—I think it was twenty-seven to six after that. And the six came really late, and they were on their fifth running back on the depth chart. Um, one's done for the season; the other two, the the best two, were hurt. And then this Tyler dude, who they they brought over, who it showed some skills, uh, you know, as a pass catcher and a runner. But he put the ball on the ground, so they went with Tyler Newman's brother, right, who last year was a safety. We moved him running back this year. He comes in with six carries in his career at Minnesota. He went for 200 yards on 40 carries because we couldn't trust the other guy. The fifth, and this has happened a couple years back, too. Um, in fact, that Bucky, uh, Bucky from Oregon State, or I'm sorry, Oregon, uh, he actually did the same thing two years ago when he was the fourth and fifth depth chart. Um, and we couldn't keep him probably because Oregon, you know, outpaid him or, out, you know, that. But, but we brought back Mo last year, so he knew he would, you know, a lot of his carries would be taken up. But that was big. And then my Hurricanes win back-to-back games in OT. Um, so they, they still got a lot to figure out. But they're they're going in the right direction. And both Minnesota and Miami have a ton of talent coming back next year. 
so I was definitely happy. My my uh, my Gophers still have a shot, technically speaking, at the conference final because, as we know, every year it comes down to it. It's like the ACC Coastal there for a while, for like a decade. It was like, yeah, we won't know till the last week, so we're still there. Um, but another thing, North Carolina. North Carolina gives up in the second 24 points and the fourth 22 points. Georgia Tech, who's been better um, this year, beats North Carolina 46-42. to 42. That was an upset I didn't see coming, my friend. I think you were hacking my phone and, like, somehow visualizing my computer because I literally right now pulled up um, the NC and a Georgia Tech box score. It's funny because a few weeks ago we said, how about, hey, UNC's undefeated. They have a better defense this year, like a lot of positives. And then UNC had one of the uh, worst um, losses for a top 10 team at home versus a team who's got two wins or less in the year the first time since like 1966. And then the stat of the day, Georgia Tech ran – for 348 yards against UNC this game. Man. And 224 of those yards were in the fourth quarter. How do you let a team rush for 224 yards in the fourth quarter and then they win the fourth quarter 22 to 7 and they win the game by four? What an app. I mean, so I, 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 will, I, will, I would like to go back in time and stamp out the UNC has a good defense because that, that defense fell apart against UVA, and now you yep. gave up 224 yards in the fourth. That is on the ground. Now, giving that yeah, up in a game is, is one thing. Like, it, if, like, a USC-Washington, like, you can maybe drop 200 yards in through the air, kind of like Washington-Oregon, maybe something like that. But to give 224 on the ground up and you're winning, like, man, yeah. oh, man, Chris, that was – so you, yeah, you went from having a hey, we we got potential top five quarterback, we're undefeated, things are looking good, and ooh, Mac Brown's like, oh, there's there's those shades of that Carolina blue defense that we saw a couple of years ago that they're, they're rearing their head back up. So yeah, that, that's a tough loss, man. And Georgia Tech, dude, I I guess they went back to doing the option. Shit, they still Seriously. threw the ball. They still like, threw did the Calvin ball Johnson show up and play in that game? Like, jeez. So you, you you threw the ball for 287 and ran for 348. Oh, my God. Good Lord. And even that Georgia Tech system wouldn't have put up the, the passing yards, right? No, no. My goodness all. gracious, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's – Damn. That uh-huh. I know. And I they know. still could have won the damn game. I know. That's I, crazy yep, about it. I know. But, yeah, second and fourth quarter, you give up those points, man. Um, now a squad I've been cheering for and, and putting money on, uh, most of the weeks, West Virginia got back on the good foot as an underdog, you know, Central Florida almost beat freaking the Sooners. Like you mentioned early in the show, West Virginia, man, they weren't messing around 41 to 28. They're starting to come around as a program. Um, so that was good. But overall, like I... I was real streaky with my bets, like the first three loss, then I'd go three in a row, then I back it. I was real, real, real streaky game or streaky betting uh, this last week, really the last two weekends. 
Yeah, the the one the best bet I made, and I should have bet a lot more just because I knew it. And it's like, dude, why did I not just bet the house on Oregon? I knew that with that me Barnes, too. that Barnes, I did I did bet Oregon. I just didn't. Yeah, me too. Just more. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what it they, went to six and a half, dude. Sit, just sit I, right I know, there. like, dude, it, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes Vegas and the sharps get it wrong, like. Yeah, and sometimes we can hold on to this Utah team, too. And teams like yeah. it, where you just are, are so accustomed to them yes. being like, no, nah, dude, this isn't going to be easy. And it's like, well, this moment, it's going to be. You know? Yeah, and that game was, I, I believe it was 21-6 to six or 21-3 to three with about 10 minutes left in the third, second quarter. And you're like, dude, okay, yeah, this yeah. one's a wrap. Just, again... If if can this this Utah team's had a hell of a year, but and if Cam Rising been back, different story. But dude, the your your other quarterbacks just aren't that good. And I know they've put together some tough gritty wins, but like that Barnes, like he wasn't gonna duel with Oregon. Like that Oregon team's on a warpath. You know they want Washington bad again. So yeah, yeah. I, I should have bet more, but that was my one good bet. And then my other bet I made money on this week was uh, I was watching that Colorado uh, UCLA game. And UCLA had four turnovers in the first half and was up like three and a half or four and a half yeah. or something. And then I just bet them to win the second half by a touchdown, and they did. Um, if Colorado, hey, you know, Dion, he even admitted, like, when the year started, I need 12 or 13 more guys to be a team. And yeah. he knows that. Like, they're playing hard, but. Um, yeah, their offensive he, line is just pure trash. Dude. Yeah, and UCLA's got a good defense. So when you have a good defense yeah. against a battle line, like, you know, there's only so much that uh, his son can do at quarterback, and Travis Hunter can do. Hell, Travis Hunter had two picks in the first half on defense. Like, that's pretty good, but yeah. they couldn't move the ball to save their life at all. So, hey, the Pac-12, they're going out with a bang this year. They're having they're having a hell of a fun way to finish their um, last regular season of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's too bad the suits uh, didn't plan for the future. Um, just the Big 12 sure did. All right, anything else? Uh, because we, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. We got no, I, tons yeah. to talk about. I mean, it's like, yeah, left and right and forward. Like, it, it could be ranked versus unranked, like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. That's a hell of a game. Ukula at 20 going against Sona. You know, that Kansas game, 22, Iowa State. Those are good games. That's not even talking about the marquee matchups. Bama and LSU, though. I believe is where we got to start, my friend. Fine with me, my friend. Fine with me. All right. With that being said, um, it, it's there's no Joe Burrow, there's no Tua, but um, this one's going to be fun. Um, I will say that we have LSU's got the better quarterback, okay, but Bama's got the better defense. So as you break this down, which is more valuable? Because clearly, Bama has had issues this year due to their struggling offense. LSU has had issues this year due to their massively struggling defense. So, so Chris, in a battle of a, you know, a struggling defense versus an offense that has had their moments, which side are you more in favor of? The Alabama, who's been winning a bunch of games by single digits this year, or an LSU team who tries to score 50 and hold their opponents to 47? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I'll go over. How about that? We'll start there. Uh, <laughs> Good call, sir. 60, I'll go over. Uh, so I feel con- that's the only thing I feel confident about going in on this one. 
and it's still even even more backwards. Um, you know, you got Bama only averaging, and, and only is a strong word maybe, but for Bama standards, only 147 on the ground compared to 213 from LSU. That's even flipped right there. Um, obviously, like you said, especially that rushing yards, I do think that Bama's going to find success running that ball a buck 56. Um, you know, they're giving up a buck 56 on the ground, um, which is too much. And the thing about the, 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 the positive thing about, uh, Milroy for Bama is, okay, well, they're probably going to try to shut down the run. Okay, what that usually what that means is, you know, Bama's going to try to run. Well, I can see LSU trying to do run blitzes and stunts, and you know they're probably going to try to contain the run and probably do a decent job. But how do you do that? How do you go against that? The screen plays, uh, getting the quarterback outside the pocket in that play action deep ball, and that's what he does have a really good deep ball, and not just a big arm. But accuracy with it, so which usually it, it's it's not that's not how it works. Oh, I can throw it far, but it's not accurate. No, that's not him. The intermediate stuff he's herky jerky with. He's going to have to improve uh, going in, you know, down the stretch here. But next year, that'll be his biggest thing: is how much can he improve there. But this game's going to come down to turnovers. Really, I think it comes down to turnovers, man. And because I want to say LSU, I really do. I mean, this is uh, this is in Bama, but they're only a three point favorite. So I mean, it, it, the way they play and the lack of putting up a ton of points. Um, if they get in a shootout, you get in that style. Obviously, I favor LSU because they'll just grind it out somehow. But it's just. Their defense is, is worse than it was last year. On the flip side, their their offense is even better. It was a good offense last year, but it kind of came together to, as a team. They came together down the stretch last year and ended up having to win an OT. And did they went for it on two to win an OT, I believe, right? I think that's how that game ended last year, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm going to go out on the limb a little bit and say LSU because they put up over 200 yards rushing the ball and holding the ball um, and just trying to not give up as many points, you know, and having those, you know, 8 to 12 play drives. I don't feel good about, the. like I said, the only thing I feel good about is over 60. Uh, but I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go LSU um, to get the dub. And it, to be honest with you, you know, in these big games, I've gone LSU both times, and it sure hasn't paid off for me. So uh, I may not even touch this thing besides uh, the over, my friend, but I got the Tigers. And I'm going to take Bama. I just think that LSU's defense is too bad. Um, this is definitely not a regular Lane Kiffin S type of Bama elite offense, but I do think that this – LSU defense has been exposed by much lesser well-coached teams than Alabama. And I do think that Milroy is good for at least about three to four deep balls a game where he can connect. And if Saban wants to run the ball a shitload, then he probably will. Cause I, I just look back to that Mizzou game and I know that Mizzou's offense is different and Cook's having a great year for Mizzou's quarterback, but 
just watching that game and seeing how like effortlessly Mizzou moved the ball in LSU, like I don't see why Bama wouldn't do the same. Obviously, again, different people, but um, I just think that you get three points in kind of a coin flip game. I'll take the home team, and maybe LSU's defense does just enough, but I don't see it occurring. But yeah, I'm so happy that game is at 6:45. I was, I got, we have to coach a basketball game this yes. Saturday, yes. and I won't be. I won't be home till like three. I was like, oh shit, I'm sure it's going to be like the two thirty CBS, you know, typical SEC primetime game. But no, they they did me a favor, so I'll be very excited to get home and turn that thing on because that should be a, a, a good one, as they would say. This is usually the one in the last over the decade that they actually played at night. Maybe this true. Like the third You're time right. Ever. You know, maybe and it's only because they're both on the same page, and it, and it means a lot for the. Obviously, the conference race, I mean, it means a whole lot. True. And, you know, I'm not really confident in my LSU pick. And and it would be repeating last year, which is difficult to do. Uh, you know, tighten up, get hot, down the stretch, and go to the conference final. I, I don't know if they can do it again. But, um, but, yeah, so the other one, you know, Georgia in Mizzou, number one against number 14. Um, Mizzou's coming off a bye, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, fifth, what, minus, yeah, 15 and a half point favorite with Georgia. They're coming off a great performance. There was no kind of uh, looking ahead to a ranked matchup or anything like that. They smacked Florida around. Um, obviously, they have a better offense, that's for sure, than Florida. Um, what says you? You think they can keep it respectful? Um, or do you think they got a shot? Because obviously, you know, I'm picking Georgia cleanly, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, respectful. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Last year, this game, Mizzou made Georgia work for this one. This game was like, That's right, was it, it like 26-22 or something like that? Yeah, Mizzou had the lead like late until the third quarter. Mizzou made them work, but that was in Columbia, and as we know. Well, shit, speaking of Mizzou, who gets the 230 prime slot? He goes to Georgia. Georgia at home is is one of those college football teams that does have a pretty good home field advantage. Their crowd is nuts. They kind of, they're, I've, whatever side, yeah, I think it's like the right side of the TV that always seem to be going on, but they have that end zone student section that gets kind of crazy. Their home field will be ecstatic. Again, this is the best uh, Mizzou team we've had in a long time. I will I will not say a bad word about Mr. Drinkwoods today at all. Um I, you know, I, I just think this. Hey, he's having games, great recruiting lately too. I hope that goes into your equation and formula. He's seven and one. He just got off the last week a great recruiting cycle. Sorry. I had to say all right. Well, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tip the cap. Uh, good for him. Um, I just, man, you know, I guess there's one way to view it. Is Georgia having their star player out? Does it open up the offense? Sometimes you see this like happen in like basketball too, where hey, the best players yeah. out, other people got to step up and find a spot. Happened and with I've, the Vikings the last couple of games though, Jefferson. We've been spreading it around all of a sudden. And, and, and I've heard that. I heard the same thing on a, on a on a review of like the game against Florida, like from a podcast. Um, and it's like, well, hey, not, actually, a lot of people got involved in that game. It's like, oh, huh, May, you know, maybe now again. Georgia's offenses look pretty pedestrian in a lot of first half games and that versus SEC teams. Now they've always stepped up when they need to. But um, 
that's a beast of a place to play. Um, I, I just, uh, I, if, if I was to bet this game, I would take Missouri in the first half. Georgia has been sweep blocking this year. I do think that this Mizzou offense is legit. That Luther Burden is a top three receiver in the country. That dude's good. So I think they'll make some plays. And I don't think this Georgia defense is elite like it was for hell. Spencer Rattler with no weapons at all moved the ball on this team. So I think Mizzou will have a chance. Um, but every every soul every part of me, Chris tells me that I wouldn't I wouldn't bet Mizzou just because Georgia at home has weird ways of covering the spread. I yeah. So I hope I'd love seeing upset, but I if I would either just stay away or maybe bet Georgia down to like fourteen and take them. Now, according to ESPN Analytics, the USC Trojans, 54.1% to get the dub in primetime, ABC, to 49.5.9. They are saying on the analytical area of the page, um, maybe it was a look ahead. That's why they struggle with Cal. It was just a look ahead. You know what I mean? It's just a look ahead. What are you going to do? <laughs> and the Huskies have been not playing up to par. Let's say, let's put it that way. After playing all the way up to par against Oregon, now you can look at that Arizona at Arizona, thirty-one to twenty-four, and, and have a little bit more respect on that. Um, and after all, like we mentioned. ASU, Stanford, these teams are they're not that bad. They're they're getting better. Um over under looking at seventy six. Washington only a three and a half point favorite. Is this time where you know they just outscore them and you know Mr. Magic Man just does some shit where you're like, Yeah, he had six touchdowns, dude. Nothing we could do. We lost uh, you know, uh 48 to 47 or something like that. Or is it just like, nah, dude, this isn't how it's going to go. We don't have a chance to beat these. Uh, when push comes to shove, we don't have a chance to beat these top teams. I, I'm i taking Washington. I'll bet Washington. I just, what has USC shown me in the last three weeks that give me a thought that we could win this game? Now, it could be close, but um, hell, Maybe the way Penix's this year's been. Rip cage again? Somehow you can yeah, man, some I mean, that. That's about all I can think of. As of now, Penix has been better than Caleb Williams. Yeah, like Caleb Williams against Notre Dame was was rough. Like, and even the following week after that was rough. So, I think you're taking the better coach team, the better defense, and the better quarterback. Like, I know USC's at home, but and I'm not. I mean, they, they'll have that place full, but we don't have like like a crazy home field like Georgia does. Um. I just, I, I guess I'm, maybe I'm just too depressed about my team, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to take, uh, I got to take Washington. I think that three and a half is, I mean, you know, this, this game is going to be, I mean, the, the over-under says enough. It's going to be high scoring. It should be a fun watch. Same time. Oh, I, I, thankfully I have a two TV living room. So I'll have Washington, USC on one TV and bam, LSU. God, I'm going to be living life Saturday, man. I can't hey, wait. Hey, man. Shoot you a couple of texts. It's not on the Pac-12 network either. So Thank you, dude. It, you, too wide with Washington, USC, and Bama, LSU. Hell yeah. Saturday can't come soon enough. Um, but, yes, I will be taking the Huskies. I think they cover. Prove me wrong, USC, please. I would love to say Lincoln won a big game because this would be a big one. 
and this would open yeah, up the this would be a this would be a big ass win. This would probably be the, this would be his biggest win. Well, at USC, I would say, yeah, it'd it'd, a, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be boom. a big win yeah. for ESPN analytics too. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll be betting U Dub minus three and a half for sure. Unfortunately, yeah, I got that too. I'm with you. Um, you going over still? Gonna go up. Hey, seventy seventy eight. You can. All it takes is one quarter of like a miss. I mean, yeah, it's God, tough. Uh, that it's tough you, to go over. You can have a very fun high scoring game, and all it takes is one quarter of like a couple field goals. And dude, you can't come. Yeah, I, I can't. Damn, that's yeah, I can't take the over that. That's so much. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it could cover. I, even I'm in that saying. Texas Oklahoma and that Oregon Washington, that should you know it took till like the last fifteen seconds of the game to yeah. get it. You know exactly. Yes. And there was like you said, that first quarter was like, oh shit, dude, they ain't doing a damn thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'd go under two. So Texas is favored to win on a rising K State uh, team. You know they're they're uh, they're at home, but it's only four points. The over under fifty one. Um, obviously, you know, like they look good against BYU. They're they're breaking in a quarterback. You know, um, whereas K State, you know, has been looking really good lately. Like you mentioned. Their last loss was to OK State. Yeah, OK State at the beginning of this month, and some shit went wrong in that game. But the ball control that they can do, you know, they averaged 226 on the ground. But to be fair, that front seven and in the defensive line in general is damn good for Texas. They're they're actually not even giving away 100 yards, so that's pretty big. But that's gonna have to be that combination 200 200 which I'm really striving for for my Gophers to want that anyway. But 238 through the air, 226 on the ground. Uh, pretty solid defense. We know that slow motion offense we've been talking about for years. What are the odds here that the Wildcats, who usually pull, you know, some nice upsets, do it right here in this spot, my friend? Man, I, I – well – Hey, and Ewers too. Like he, he ain't healthy. Like I, yeah. so if you if you got a Texas backup quarterback versus a K State team trending up, and that, you know that team doesn't give a shit about being on the road. Like they've they've done in Oklahoma. They've pretty much done it everywhere. I'll t- I'll take I'll take K State plus the four. Uh, I I think they. I'd probably I'd, buy a point or two to be honest with you. But I'm yeah. with you. That, that, yeah. I'm actually going with it. That's my upset of the week. Yeah. If if. Ewers isn't healthy with Johnny Wilp because God, he got lit up. So that that's why quarterbacks got to slide. Like, dude, you tried to go shoulder to shoulder with linebacker, and yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to be a good leader. But dude, yeah, not, not Cam not, Newton, dude. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't Cam, you know. So or you, you ain't quick like Michael Vick. Like, dude, just take me. Like, I know you want to be tough, but I just I I still remember that hit. Like, dude, you got smoked, and now you're out for a couple weeks as you a linebacker said, all right, dude, you ain't gonna slide, or I'm gonna lay you out. So. Um. Yeah, and mind you, this was the same team that uh, two weeks ago almost lost to Houston. Like Houston was, they get Texas got twenty one zip on Houston, and then Houston was going for it on fourth and one from their own ten to tie it up late. So, uh, yeah, this Texas team, man, I, again, they're having a great year. They, there's no denying that. As much as I hate, love flashing my horns down signs in public, um, 
they, they, they've been, they've been having a great season and they're, they're right on road to get on a rematch with potentially OU again, but, um, they could slip up here and get with that quarterback out. Um, and whether it's NFL or college, a lot of times if your starter gets hurt, it's a hard spot for a backup. So I'll, I'll take K-State plus the four and I'm with you. I, I think they pull up the upset too in Austin. And then you really, really got a crazy ass yeah. race for what is going to be second place through sixth place. And hell, Oak State could easily beat OU the way they've been playing. So dude, the, the Big 12 could be absolute like bananas. Um, they may have to show. add a, a couple conference games down the stretch, you know, just to work this yeah. thing out, you know? Got it. And, and this game's at 11 o'clock, and so is Notre Dame-Clemson. So is A&M Ole Miss, man. I, I, might, I, I wish I could just call him sick. My coach would kill me. But, damn, what an absolute legendary Saturday we have coming up, man. Holy shit. And they, you're right, we, there's like 20 games. So we've only gotten like three so far, and it's, man, what a crazy weekend. Yeah, I mean, Kansas all of a sudden ranked. Iowa State at home, their favorite. I get it. You know, I do get it because they've been, you know, they're not ranked, but they've been playing a lot better. True. Zona pull another nice win um, over UCLA. Maybe. I mean, it's tough to do it back-to-back. And you are facing a somewhat similar team with a least, you know, a least experienced quarterback, that's for sure. Um, UCLA's two and a half there. I, I wonder if that thing's going to move because, uh, you know, maybe Arizona will be like a, you know, they'll kind of pile on and, and all of a sudden that'll be closer to, to one or even. Uh, maybe I'm stretching it there, but it's kind of interesting. But let's talk about that Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Should, should they, should okay. they be a six point road favorite? I mean, I, you know, I, I I don't I don't think so. You know, it, it is one. Of, they've been playing good. They beat. I mean, Oklahoma State, dude. The, we just talked about all these teams. Oh, they're doing good. Kansas State. They beat them. KU beat them. West Virginia beat them. Actually, put the throttle down on them late in that game, which I was pretty surprised at because I had a. I don't want to talk about it, but I mean, you know. 48 yeah. points like that. I mean, they, they've been going, dude, and they play a Cincinnati squad that's, you know, having a down year, first Big 12 year and all that. They beat the hell out of them. And then, you know, flashback, I don't know. I No, they should, to answer your question. I think, um, I, you know, I, I actually do think Oklahoma's going to win the game. But, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think it should be a closer spread. I think it should be a closer spread. I agree. Yeah, because Oklahoma now and their last two games at home, or well, sorry, excuse me, um, last two games UCF barely won. They were down in the third quarter. KU yep. beat them. Uh, now again, Oklahoma State, we had them in the bottom tier of the trash can when the year started because you had they they were going the yep. wrong way fast. Yep. And they had that bye week. And I don't know what I don't know what Gundy was saying to the boys, but yeah, you went from you lost to South Alabama embarrassing loss. Yeah, yeah, I got handled by him too. Not just a loss. Like I said, thirty three is freaking seventy. They had the kid Gundy had sixty four yards passing in that one. And then he came back and they played in our crafty crappy pick of the week versus Iowa State and lost that one which was a pretty just, you know, poorly played game. And then you've been on a heater. You beat yeah. You beat K State, yeah. As you just said, they're on a roll, and they whooped up Cincy. Who mind you? That's a that. tough place to play too. 
That's not an easy place to walk into. No, and and Cincinnati was a team that um, statistically out-yardaged OU and lost to OU by, like, eight points. So, man, I... Uh, hopefully my OU friend doesn't hear this podcast. I, I, I got to I got to take Oak State plus the six points again. And this is just kind of like um, what I don't know what example I want to use here, but like Carolina Duke basketball or whoever. Like this is one of those rivalry games that is pretty much always close. Like I know there were some years where like it was like Baker involved. And those games were like shootouts. But now I I, I think OU has always kind of had the edge, kind of like the older brother. But these games are rarely ever blowouts. It, it, it literally is like those classic rivalries where no matter what year it is and what the records are, kind of like OU Texas in, in a very similar way. Um, OU yeah, State, it's bedlam. It's always high scoring. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, but I think this Oklahoma, I, I don't know, my, my, my good buddy that has season tickets goes to me, he just says they've been making too many mistakes and been hurting themselves, which could be completely true. Because you know sure. OU has the talent on paper. They yeah. have the recruits. That Venables, I think, is doing a pretty good job there. But if you keep shooting yourself in the foot and you open the door for your opponents and now you're going on the road, which, you know, that place will be nuts for Bedlam, um, and you make a couple of mistakes, o- Oak State, they're, they're playing hella good ball. So I will take, oh, man, this game's a 230. God, this is such – whoever designed the TV layouts this week, man, you got – you you have nonstop games from like eleven to till midnight, man. That this is fun. Yeah, I'll take Oak State Cowboys plus six. I would take that, but I think Oklahoma's going to win the game. I have Iowa State winning that game. Um, here's the one that Miami, like I said, back to back wins, no doubt, in overtime. They made plenty of mistakes in both those games, um, and they ran themselves out of the North Carolina game. Had a lead at half. Uh, made too many mistakes. They're a four-point favorite on the road at NC State. Now, it's not ten points or whatever like we were talking about last week, but, I mean, it's not, you know, I don't know. Even Louisville, who can score some points, they, they beat them, but it was like 13-10 in that game. So, that's not a gimme. Some against the spreads I'm looking at, if Indiana can do what they did against Penn State, plus nine-and-a-half, Wisconsin's possible, and then Stanford plus thirteen against Washington State. Why can't they keep it within thirteen? I think that's a fair question, my friend. Uh hey, the 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 yeah, I, Washington State. I mean, they've again. You, you beat Wisconsin. You're riding high, and, and then you really have just kind of it's fallen off apart. a cliff. Yeah, yeah, really they, bad. Yeah, they, 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 and again, I, I, it's almost in reality and fairness. Like, hey, this team has not been, um, like, I mean, even with Mike Leach, they were never like a highly ranked. They always were respectable, but never a highly ranked team. So they, I you think knew they were going to put up points. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Unless they had to play the Gophers in the bowl game, then they weren't going to put up points. True. So, um, yeah, I just think that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Then Washington Center now until I get back on track. And hey, Cam Ward. Dude, his numbers were better than Penix the first four months of the season, but now again, maybe people found out the script or something. Something. But, he's falling yeah. off the face. <clears throat> and God, this is crazy. But I feel like if you just asked me to maybe have like a drink or two, I would have told you that Notre Dame already played Clemson this year. Like I feel that we already saw that game. 
But I think we've just seen that game so much over the years. I, it feels like that. I would have seriously I lost admit, the bet. When, when I when you first when I first saw it, I, funny enough, in the back of my head, I thought, no, no, we didn't. But I actually, I actually thought that I, I that came to mind. It did come to mind. I think yeah, it's like, because they've been matched up, you know, multiple years in a row or something. I don't know. I was like, there's but no it's way funny these that you say been. that because I thought the same thing. <laughs> so I know this obviously is not maybe the highest bar game, but I mean, it'll still get it'll still get TV. It has in recent years, that's for sure. It's been a huge game, you know. Yeah. Uh, but hey, good old da- God! If Dabo loses this game, they're under five hundred. Man, oh man, go Irish! Transfer portal is yep. at your door. I think you need to use it, buddy. It's and I guess he went he went off on like a five minute rant at a reporter because the reporter asked him like Dabo, I see your records four and four, and you're making eleven point five million. <laughs> and he snapped back with like, you're not going to talk to me like I'm a twelve year old. Like, I guess he just went off the twelve year olds don't make eleven million a year. <laughs> So, just for that. Hey, there's snow in the air. There's snow in the air. I repeat, there is snow in the air. But, hey, just for a pure bet, I will gladly take, hey, Notre Dame minus three. This Notre Dame team has been tested. If they have 11 guys on the, if they have 11 guys on the (laughs) field, they, they probably beat Ohio or had a good chance to beat Ohio State. Like, what, this Notre Dame team has been having a, a, they whooped USC bad. Why, what part of you, Clemson always if has you're the gonna bet, They're just full if, of Fumbarooskis in clutch moments. If you're going to bet Clemson, what, what part of you makes you confident with that bet? The way that team, they're 4-4, four and four, and you're only a three-point dog at home to Notre Dame, who, again, is still sitting to look at a very nice bowl, potentially, okay? They're, somehow right. they're only ranked, they're still ranked 12th in the land. Maybe there's maybe a 5% chance they can make the Final Four, you never know. But, um... I don't know why. If you're going to bet that game, you take Clemson. I wish you luck because, man, that ugh, that that spread is a little bit low. And, hey, same for Ole Miss. Again, I'm not saying that we're happy. This team is not elite. I, I've, I've been plenty harsh on my quarterback, Jackson Dart, because I don't think he's a great thrower. But Ole Miss is at home, and they're minus three to Jimbo. This one really makes no sense at all. Because this A&M team, again, has they're, – they're, they don't have their elite defense like they've had in years prior. Offensively, I think the Bobby Petrino-Jimbo experiment still has struggled. I'm really not sure, Chris, unless there's some massive injuries I'm not aware about on Ole Miss. I That's think what Ole I Miss, was going to say. I, they're uh, – yeah, and someone must be Jackson Dart hurt for Ole Miss. Unless – I mean, again, oh – Okay, Jackson Dart suffered an injury on the second play of Saturday's win against Arkansas. Okay, all right. Lane Kiffin, team, Lane, <laughs> Lane Kiffin will update Dart's injury stats after the game and said whiteout Trey Harris suffered an injury as well. Okay, so old Jackson Dart is on an injury protocol basis. Okay, fair enough. Because if, if he's good to go, I'll bet I'll miss. If he's not. Yeah, because they only got one guy <laughs> on their freaking – when I'm on covers.com, you only got one guy listed as hurt. Well, I, if, if Jackson Dark can give it a go and he's healthy, I'll take Old Miss. But if not, I, Old Miss is backup. I mean, yeah, hell, give the ball to Quishon Judkins. Times, uh, but man, that's wow. That's Vegas saying, like, dude, we don't know. Ugh, uh, shit. Okay, well, go Old Miss. Damn. 
clearly Vegas doesn't respect your coach as much as you do. Yeah, um, well, that yeah, that that yeah, that's that's probably fair. <laughs> he's done a good job there, though. I definitely, uh, I yeah. think he's done a very good job. Um, you know, we'll see if he can. You know, that. Do, now, if I've learned anything from the ACC, is this the moment, Chris? You know, this happens every fucking year. Does Florida State walk into Pitt and go home a loser to? Uh, they, I'm telling. I'm gonna bet ten bucks on the pit money line. Almost every single year, the Pittsburgh Panthers upset some team they should never do. Pitts walk Florida State going to Pitt, two thirty on ESPN. It would not shock me at all if Florida State takes an L to the Pittsburgh Panthers. This Pitts team is so weird. Every year they have that one when you're like, dude, who that? Wait, 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 what? Who? Pitt? I, I. I, I bet I, I well, think they kind of they minorly had that um, with a rank with, a number fourteenth ranked Louisville, but I hear what you're saying. And, and, hey, uh, Florida Notre State Dame went up to BC. They went to BC and dicked around. It wouldn't yeah, blow me. True. It wouldn't blow my mind at all if if Pitt beats Florida State. You called it here first. I'm going to bet ten bucks on the money line. That money line has got to be probably plus six seven hundred. I'm calling it. My upset pick of the week, Pittsburgh knocks off Florida State. You heard it here first, people. You might as well put some plus 21 and a half on it, too, I, then, just in case. Hey, yes, you're, I will. I, I'm taking the, my, my, my lock of – well, my, my fun, fun ah. lock of the week <laughs> is Pittsburgh Panthers plus 21 and a half because, hey, weird stuff happens with Pitt. Uh, and if, they, if that goes off, or, you know, I'm leaning off the show. I called it. I call. I called it on the <laughs> at ten uh, the October thirtieth. You heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, you, you do make a point. You do make a point of that, no doubt about Pitt, it. Pitt's weird, man. Pitt's weird. Pitt is weird. I just think that they got their. They already did it, so we'll see. Yeah, fair. Um, let's get to it though, because we are almost at a, an hour. We're almost at seventy minutes. Okay, so let's right. get uh, to a struggling segment. We are we're hey we're four and five but we don't quit. Backs against the wall. We we, we almost fighting. got him off the schneid too, dude. I watched, dude, I watched the second Houston. half of that game. God. They had it won, dude. They had a they double did. digit lead. Uh. In in like start of the fourth quarter, that team and God they've had some heartbreak. But the boys don't stop. I feel we're gonna be five and five next week. I can feel it in my heart. All right, we're going to hey. Maction is back, baby. Maction is back. Wednesday night, 6.30 ESPNU. These teams have played a combined um, 16 games. They have two total wins amongst each other. This is hands down the worst game of the year so far. Kent State Golden Flashes, 1-7. Going to the Akron Zips, who are 1-7. Both are 0-4 in the MAC. Uh, tickets get you can get in the door for $13. Akron is a minus three and a half home point favorite at the info scission. Maybe they, they maybe, maybe the whole team should get freaking made, uh, LASIK for all we know. Maybe that's not a eye care place. Who knows? Temperature is going to be 41 degrees. Brother, this game is in two nights from now, one and seven versus one and seven. Please take it away because, dear Lord, this is a bad match. This is what we made this segment for. You're going to bounce back. I can feel it, brother. 
Yeah, this is a bad one. Both one and seven, no doubt about it. Um, both giving up a bunch of yards on the on the <laughs> ground and really can't, for college standards, run the ball too well. Um, this is this is a good one because you know when you look at Kent State, you know I mean they did get a dub earlier this year. Um, who who was it? The Central Connecticut. Connecticut Blue Devils. That's who they beat. The Central that's, a, that's an FCS. Is it? I mean, I, yeah, I, I'd have to see the proof. <laughs> it may be lower. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that that so they they uh, they handled them, you know, with ease. But you know, a twenty-eight to six loss to Arkansas normally would be like, oh wow, that's pretty good. But you know, Arkansas is not the Arkansas we've come to at least know that they're. They're going to pull an upset. They're going to have some tight games, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's not as impressive when it comes to this one. Um, whereas, you know, they had – okay, they, they almost beat Indiana. Akron almost beat Indiana, who showed life against Penn State and has actually shown life against other teams. Who's their win? They both have a win. Who's their win? Oh, Oregon State. Oregon State, and they had to grind that puppy out. Jeez, Louise. They've had some close calls. They did get their ass kicked. They're coming off a bye. Here's the deal. If you think you're going to come in to Info's Cision Stadium for for as low as $13 on vivid seats, if you think that you're going to be able to put enough pressure on D-Irons, right, at least he's got A's, three and three. It's not a negative touchdown ratio. You know what I mean? So that's positive. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is a damn good game. I'm going to go with the home team, uh, the slight favorite at home. It's basically a 50-50 with the three and a half set. So I'm yeah. going to go I'm going to go with the Zips. Home of the King. King James. Um not the college, but, you know, the town. Um, that, that's where I'm going home team, my friend. I'm going home team. The Zips are going to zip us back to 500. Heck, yeah. All right, for the famous alumni battle, uh, Akron is okay. <clears throat> they have um, Jim Tressel, who is a former Ohio State football coach, uh, Jason Taylor, who was a really good uh, defensive end for the Miami Dolphins for a very long time. And he's a coach right now. With the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, and then they have, that's kind of like the, and uh, Chris Bassett, who's like a, a decent major, major league baseball pitcher. And they had the first ever sponsored female uh, freestyle BMX rider named China Darrington. So that's okay. Uh, but Kent State's going to take the cake here for alumni. They have uh, Drew Carey. They have Steve Harvey, so a good bunch of kind of, um, I suppose, uh, social media people uh, or for game show people. Uh, James Harrison was a great linebacker for the Steelers. Ben Curtis was a golfer. Uh, Julian Edelman, the 7-11 for Brady as a wide receiver. So, hey, for for uh, Kent School, that's Arsenio Hall. Uh, Sex yeah, they, quite they, a few. they do. That is yeah, good. That's actually not too bad of a list, honestly. That's, that's yeah. and Mike and Michael Keaton too for an actor for Batman. Oh, wow. wow! Yeah, no, I mean this yeah. is this is deep. They're deep. I think if I ever go get my masters, I'm gonna have to go to Kent State. I need to join. Yeah, I'm gonna be a famous person if I go there. So, 
Uh, I will be taking the Kent State uh, Golden Flashes. But my boy, my, my man Chris, the crafty vet, is going to be taking the Akron Zips. And I feel they get off the schneid and they bounce back and get their first MAC win of the year. And, hey, if you like MAC football, all I can say is just don't bet the unders. They may hit, but if you if you watch Mac football on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you bet an under, just start drinking because it's going to be a tough one. So on that note, we appreciate you. We have a ton of games to recap next crazy week. Game, if if you sit in front of a TV at 11 o'clock on Saturday, you will be entertained until about midnight. So on that note, we appreciate the support. We love you. The boys are out. Have a good one. Peace.